0: Hello and welcome to the podcast from Scoop Empire coming to you this week from El Guna in Egypt rather than Cairo. Uh, My name is Mark. This is Behind the Scoop. It's Tuesday the 31st of May and it is the El Guna International Squash Tournament that's going on this week. And today I have two fabulous guests. I'll get to that in just a moment. But can I just say that El Guna is absolutely lovely. I am missing home in Cairo and my cats at home. But they have street cats here in Guna. Uh, But even the street cats have their own property portfolio and a degree from Oxford in conversational Latin. They're bougie, basically, is what I'm saying. And for the first time on the podcast, I'm going to be speaking today to some professional athletes, squash players, would you believe. Uh, this week, El Guna is hosting the 10th International Squash Tournament. Two of the competitors will be joining me, two Egyptian men who are ranked top players in squash in the world. And I was fascinated talking to them last night at their hotel. Mohamed El Shoubagi and Tarek Mormon, both brilliant, funny and Really nice to talk to, but very, very different characters. We'll get to that in just a little while. But first, staying with sport and Mohamed Salah, who of course is known as the Egyptian king. Uh, He plays for the Egyptian national team, or as it's better known, Liverpool has won the award for best player in the English Premier League, voted by fans. And speaking of people having their say, a YouGov poll has revealed that the majority of people across the Middle East and North Africa don't care very much about the situation in Ukraine. 66% of respondents said they took no stance on the situation regarding Russia invading and making war on Ukraine. And finally, this heartwarming story. Manal Hosni, who's a burn survivor and featured in a Ramadan campaign, received a despicable campaign of bullying. She has now won the Arlmas Foundation's Foundation Excellence and Leadership Award. Well done to you, Manal. Well deserved. On the podcast today, uh, we are joined by some of the competitors in this year's El Guna International Squash Tournament. And one of the big names is Shobagi. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you for being oh, here. Thank you for having me. So. When did you realize that squash was the thing for you? Uh, my parents put me into different
1: kind of sports. Uh, I did swimming for five years, and, but my uncle played squash for fun. And uh, at an eight years old, uh, he took me to the squash course. And then from the first day, I saw lots of people running after this small squash ball. And I was like, this is what I would like to do. we after it. And I kept running after it all my life now. <laughs>
0: uh, uh, so why do you think that squash is such a big thing? In Egypt, because Egypt has all the top names and does so well in it. Was there a point when Egypt became a squash country?
1: I, I think because we always had one or two great players at the top of the ranking where they we all looked up to and we wanted to follow them and do be like them. You know, we had started with Abu Talib, then Gamal Awad, and then Barada, and then obviously I, I grew up as a, as a kid seeing Shabana at the world number one, so I wanted to be like him, and then Darwish, Rami, and then I came after. And then my generation, kind of, uh, lots of good players, lots of group, we were together, they followed as well, so it's great, it's great to have a lot of us in the top ten, you know, and... um But, uh, you know, I I do believe in every sport. A country rules for a little bit and then another country take over, you know. So let's just try and enjoy it as much as possible, you know, because nothing lasts forever. And I remember Australia had seven players inside the top 10 at some point. And now they don't have one player inside the top 100. So, uh, yeah. So uh, Brazilian football is always Brazil. And then... Now they haven't won a World Cup for for a long time now, you know. Yeah. Other countries took over, you know. And so it's just sports, just life, part of life. I think it's a great time for Egypt. It's very, very important to remember this and enjoying it as, as much as we can.
0: Is it important, the fact that you are flying the flag for your country, to you? Uh,
1: it's a very, very individual sport at the end of the day, you know. We, we all compete against each other. Uh, when I go against uh, another player from Egypt. I don't think uh, the way I'm thinking is not that. It's great. Egypt is going to win the tournament. It's, it's, I'm thinking more. I want to win the tournament, you yeah, know, yeah, because yeah. it's such an individual sport. In team sports, it's very very different the way you think about it. So, uh, but in, in 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 individual sports, you really play for yourself. Each one of us has his own team. We all compete against each other, you know, and. Uh, we're all rivals, so it's, which gives the sport very something very unique that we all compete against each other. And yeah, we try to do our best and some of us win, some of us lose. So
0: yeah. <laughs> how old were you when you started to take it really seriously? Uh, I was 10 years old. Really?
1: 10 years old. I wanted to, uh, from when I was a kid, I wanted to be world number one. I wanted to be one of the best players that ever played the sport. And uh, wow. I've had that since I was a kid, a dream... Uh, my parents made sure that they put people around me to make me dream that way since I was a kid. Mm. I had Gamal Awad, who was uh, played one of the longest matches in the history with Jahangir Khan, who coached me since I was 10 years old, who uh, was at the top of the game for a very long time. And I wanted, he kept talking to me about, uh, about uh, playing at the top of the game, uh, being one of the best players in the world since I was a kid, made me dream like this, so... I, I knew what I wanted to do since I was a kid and I followed that dream and here I am, you know, chasing it and really? achieving a lot of the stuff that I wanted to achieve and I hope I can keep going.
0: Does it take like a crazy amount of ambition, hard work? Because a lot of people will think... Of You know, oh, well, I'd like to be like that. I mean, what does it take? What does it really take? Well,
1: any any successful people in any kind of business, let's put it that way, uh, that it takes dedication. Everything, every single thing I do in my day is related to what I want to achieve. Uh, If I want to, if I'm taking my weekend off my sunday off is not because i want to go out for holidays because i want to start my monday fresh for training you know so everything you do every single second you do in your day is related to what i do uh, every single meal i eat everything that everything that comes inside my body from sport drinks from meals is related to my sport it's a complete dedication your whole life, you have to dedicate it.
0: Don't you have to You have to eat at certain times, certain meals?
1: You have to eat certain meals, certain times. It depends during the season, whether you're, you're off-season, whether how many days you have in between events. You have to adjust all the time. Best players in the world are the ones that adjust and adapt to different situations, different conditions. Uh, so as, a, as I said, you know, and, and also okay. as an athlete, your career is not really that long. So mm-hmm. if you if you waste a few years you're not going to get these years back you know we don't have the luxury to other jobs where you, you can retire at 65 you know yeah. we retire very young so you got to take as much as you can as an athlete and just dedicate your life because life is uh, it, it passed by really quickly
0: you can always start a podcast, that's what happens when you get, <laughs> whenever, whenever you finish your main career.
1: When I retired, I was on, I just spent time with my family, do the stuff that I I, I miss doing in my life, you know. So, because so
0: how long have you been at this level?
1: Well, I started being professional as a 15 years old, I, uh, I became all number one as a 22, 22 years old. Wow. And I stayed one number one for more than four years. Oh. So, uh, and I've been inside the top three now. I'm number three right now and I have been inside the top three for more than eight years consistently. How do you keep at that level though? Dedication. Dedication, hunger, motivation. Uh, I just never want to do anything else except being at the top of the game, make sure, making sure that I'm at the top as long as I can be, you know. And uh, you Are you a
0: nightmare? Are you a nightmare to live with? 100%. I am. <laughs> I am because at the top
1: athlete, you have to be as selfish as you can be, mm. which is not very nice, but you got to make sure that you have a team Around you that make you like this, you And know? your
0: family, are your family sort of used to it. They they know that that's what well, you are. Well,
1: well, My parents, my parents are the one that uh, my mom has attended every single training session with me as a kid, you know. And uh, oh. and they you know any any top professional at least in any sport, you know. Unfortunately, it has to be about them because uh, you, when you when you're the one who's gonna put the team around you, mm. from your coaches, your fitness trainer, your nutritionist, and they they work and put the efforts into you. Uh, so when you go to tournaments you know you gotta you gotta have these people there for you because when you succeed they succeed with you you know yeah. so it's like i've, I've been taught since was a young kid that i am a i'm a i'm a project you know, I'm a I'm a part of business. You know, mm. so I'm, I don't play this sport because it's a hobby. Mm. It's my business. It's my work. You know, yeah. so if, if you're doing this podcast because this is not just something you love to do because this is your work as well. You know, and yeah. you take it seriously, right? And yeah. you're good at it. You know, yeah. the same for me as playing squash. I'm to be good at it. I need to be. Ser- I take this as my business. You know, if I if I lose today, then my business gets affected. You know, so, I have so when to,
0: did you start to make a living? Uh,
1: you make a living since you start playing professional, really. So uh, okay. I started professional at the fifth. Fifteen years old uh, and then the better you get the more money you make you know just uh, <laughs> just just as any other business i guess
0: <laughs> so how are you feeling about what will be when people listen to this today's game what what is the feeling how do you prepare yourself what is the mentality that you go into it with
1: well my mentality is always to be the best player uh to be the best at what i do and uh to do this you gotta be an assassin on court uh i always I always, uh, I always compare the top of the game is like a jungle. To be honest, you know, we're all the animals, and if you show any kind of weakness, your opponent is gonna eat you alive. So I always compare. I've always been taught this way by my coaches. So I've to stay. If you wanna ask me how I stayed at the top of the game for more than eight years, that's how I thought about it. The mentality of the game. You gotta be an animal. You gotta eat your opponent. Or and if the days that I showed sign of weaknesses, I got eaten alive. Really. So.
0: Well, I can see it in your face. I can. I can see. Yeah, a, a steeliness in you and not just
1: me Oh, believe me all my competitors are the same as me so who, who are those of the people well I'm I'm, I mean, well, I'm the world number 3 right now the reason of yeah. why I'm not world number 1 because I have 2 players in front of me right now who are playing better than me they're competing better than me and they raise the bar better than me so it's time for me to work on my game see why they have beaten me the last few times and try and beat them the next few times you know amazing yeah, yeah, you know. amazing way of looking at things yeah
0: well uh, Shubhagi I wish you the best of <laughs> luck I <laughs> will you. be mm-hmm. in in your corner, as I'm sure most people will be, and it's been really, really nice to talk to you. Thank Ella, you. <laughs> and best of luck. Thank, Thank you so, you so much. much. Nice
1: talking to you too. It was a nice conversation, and thanks for having me in your podcast. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and joining me now is Tarek Mohman. Hello, Tarek. How are Hi. you? I'm good. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me yes, on, the, on the podcast. So when did you realize that squash was going to be your thing?
2: Well... Uh... I don't know. It's been a, it's been a long journey, actually. I wasn't, a, I wasn't big fond of, uh, I wasn't actually so like, so keen on playing squash when I was younger. Uh, my parents sort of forced me <laughs> to play as a kid. Um, but that was like when I was very young, when I was like probably six or seven years old. Wow. Uh, I had my friends who would play football and I wanted to join them all the time and, and squash was just taking me away from my friends. Uh, but that, that quickly changed. Like in a year or two, I started to play some tournaments and actually win a few matches and that's when I started to fall in love with the game. Is it the winning bit? Is it when you start I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so, yeah. I (laughs) mean, you don't really appreciate what you're doing until you start winning and then you realize, oh, I'm good at this and then I need to work harder.
0: How hard is the work? I mean, how much do you have to work at it to to get from that stage Mm -hmm. to where you are now, one of the top
2: players in the world? Um... No, it's it's quite hard i mean there's uh there's the commitment the sacrifices the the trips that you need to miss with your friends and your family in order to uh you know attend to those training sessions every day i mean our schedule if if we're talking summertime when i wasn't at school was hectic like i'd have like 5 hours a day 6 days a week uh and that's a lot of work for like as well a, as school as well as school, like yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It, obviously in the summer we don't go to school, but when when I do have school, I still need to train at least two or three hours a day, and that was that was quite hard. I mean, the other kids were only going to school and just studying, and then they have yeah. the rest of the day off, just doing their homework, and then off I had other things to do, so it was it was a lot of work, but it paid off. Like, uh, I mean, the the rewards you get, the lifestyle you get, the the way we. We were open to the world traveling all over Mm. from such a young age. Just, I mean, I was exposed to so much as a, as a young kid, as opposed to my peers. And it was just a privilege for sure. Does
0: does that mean that uh, your friend group was the people that you were? uh with i mean the people that you were trading with the
2: people that you were well i i did have like i had my my school friends were really close to me mm-hmm. and uh so i had like sort of two groups the squash players who are my age we used to travel together and play yeah. squash together and then i had my school friends as well i used to hang out with them on the weekends when i have like a day off or something uh it was fun, but I, I would say I have I had two groups of friends. It's
0: a weird thing, like you know, you you're obviously your parents. You say forced. Yeah, you the beginning when, yeah. when you were like six or seven or whatever. Uh, um, yeah. When you became successful, mm-hmm. are they still mm-hmm. uh, there every day? Are they still no, right behind no, 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 you?
2: No, no. <laughs> no, they just gave me, you know, the big push at the beginning, yeah. and I I just picked it off from there um they obviously come and watch my matches whenever they can uh if i'm playing in egypt they'd come and watch my matches but they don't attend my training sessions anymore <laughs> they they're not on top of me <laughs> you know it's uh, just checking that i'm not you know missing my my sessions and going uh, fooling around somewhere yeah no that that probably stopped when i was like 11 or 12 years old uh
0: i mean is it yeah. full time is it a full time life do you have time for the rest of your life or is it full on when you're an athlete at your level mm-hmm. is it full on do you have time for the for the rest of life or will that come later well in
2: terms of i mean in terms of uh, if we're gonna call it a job it's it's like a full-time job it's mm-hmm. the only thing that i do uh, throughout the day uh, i do have i do get to enjoy a bit of like a social life after my training sessions in the evening. If I wanted to hang out with some friends, like go have dinner somewhere with my wife or with my friends, I can do that. Well, you have time for a wife though. Yeah, yeah. Well, my, my wife is a professional squash athlete as well. Like she, <laughs> I married from the field, so it was, it was good. <laughs> it all worked out. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, from a social perspective, I do have time for other things than just playing squash the whole day but yeah. in terms of working i cannot work another job while being a professional athlete
0: is it quite normal for squash players to marry other squash players uh, the field? because it, of,
2: wasn't, it wasn't it wasn't normal but it, it has become because there's you've started a trend there's so much <laughs> of us now there's yeah. so many of us yeah. uh, i mean there are a lot of top play top male and female players uh, from Egypt and it was just statistically bound to happen you know <laughs> uh, right now there are only a couple um, i mean it's it's me it's and my me wife either. raneem and also there's another couple ali farag and nural taib who are currently uh-huh. playing in this tournament uh, but yeah, I'm expecting more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the more Egypt produces players, the more this is gonna probably happen. <laughs> and how do you
0: feel about the the other people, especially you know, many of them Egyptian, mm-hmm. uh, like you? Are you competitors? Are you enemies? Are you
2: friends? <laughs> uh, how, yeah. how how does the relationships work? Well, uh, of course we're competitors, uh, but we thankfully we maintain good relationships. All like all of us, we we don't have any like sort of enemies or like there's no animosity between us it's just uh obviously when we're playing tournaments we're competitors Mm. um and we're good friends i mean i don't think we're like the closest of friends, all of us like we're, we're not uh, I mean when I go out with friends they're probably friends from a different uh, field yeah. but uh, but we do hang out when we're in tournaments, if we're travelling abroad we can go out for dinners and stuff but we, we have a good relationship all of us
0: a band is started up we've got, we've got... <laughs> we just
2: escaped the, the, <laughs> the venue <laughs> and the music's just following us right. you can sing if you'd like <laughs> <laughs> Wish I could.
0: How are you feeling about this tournament this week?
2: Um, I'm feeling good. I mean, I've 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 won a couple of matches so far. I've been playing well. Uh, obviously, I have a tough one tomorrow against the world number one. Uh, it's a rematch uh, from two weeks ago. We played at the world championships. It's oh, nice. it was the longest match of the tournament. Went wow. over two hours and. Uh, he got the better of me, so I'm trying. I'll be trying or looking forward this time to get my revenge.
0: How do you prepare for something like that mentally? How do you prepare for that?
2: Yeah, well, um, I mean, on the day, I try to watch a little bit of our previous match or matches, mm-hmm. uh, just to get the, the the game plan right in my head. Just have it, you know ready and and be be mentally prepared for uh for a tough battle because it's not going to be easy i'm never going to dispatch the world number one in like 20 minutes Mm -hmm. so i just need to be prepared uh eat well sleep well and 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 just give it my best on the day um yeah it's just uh, it's all about the mental preparation and just preparing myself to fight for every point for as long as i can yeah. Well, good luck. Yeah, thank you.
0: Right behind you. Yes. And it's been a lovely conversation, Tarek. Thank you Likewise. so much. Likewise. Thank and you so much. And what is your nickname again? What do yeah, you they, call you? they
2: call me the Viper here. The Viper. <laughs> the Viper. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Viper. So, yeah. Good luck. Thank you. And thank, thank you so, so much. much for Appreciate joining it. me. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much to The Viper, uh, Tarek Mohan, and also to Mohamed el Shabagi as well. Best of luck to both of them in the El Guna International Squash Tournament happening this week right here in El Guna. Thank you very much for joining me today. Do join me again tomorrow for more from El Guna. This has been Scoop Empires, Behind the Scoop with Mark.